Hello, classic movie fans. This is Johnny, and I wanted to do a brief episode on an underrated classic movie star from Hollywood's golden age, and that was Douglas Fairbanks Jr. And a couple of days ago, I was actually watching the classic 1939's Gunga Din, and that's kind of what inspired me to say, you know what, I want to do an episode on Douglas Fairbanks Jr. He's one of my favorite actors, and I just like what his career represented. Not only was he the son of uh, the most, the first pretty much famous international Hollywood superstar, Douglas Fairbanks, and you think about it, it's not easy for any celebrity or any person to have to live up to the legacy of a famous parent. And in this case, Douglas Fairbanks Sr. was probably the most famous person in the world in the 1920s as an international swashbuckling action movie star in the silent film era. So obviously Douglas Fairbanks Jr., even though he was a very good looking man, just like his father, it was not easy to have to live up to that legacy. And of course, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. was smart enough to make it a point to not have to duplicate what his father did. That's why if you look in his career, he didn't accept or do too many action movie roles because he didn't want to invite further comparisons with his father. He wanted to carve out his own niche and he did that beautifully. And when you look at his movie catalog in the 1930s, he was, of course, a lot of people not didn't know this, but he was married to Joan Crawford for a couple of years in the 1930s. And they were, at the time, looked at as a Hollywood power couple, one of the first ones at that time. And, of course, just like his father was with uh, Mary Pickford in the 1920s. But when you look at his movie career, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. started out in the early 30s, just when the talkies were establishing and gaining a foothold in the industry and his first you could say breakout role was the one that made edward g robinson into a superstar and that was little caesar in 1931 so he played a prominent role in that crime drama with edward g robinson and he got great reviews for that and it's still considered a classic very uh, pioneering movie at that time and of course in 1933 he did morning glory which was Catherine Hepburn's first Oscar-winning role. So he co-starred with her in that one. But of course, he's not as remembered. So that's two good movies right there. But of course, he's not remembered for his role in both of those. But he featured prominently in them. And then also, in 1937, one that made Ronald Coleman into a major star was The Prisoner of Zenda. And when you look at the reviews there, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. did great as a swashbuckler there, too. But, of course, Ronald Coleman, being the main star of the movie, got the acclaim. But there he, too, got good reviews, and he featured prominently in the success of that movie. And then, as I mentioned before, he closed out the decade with Gunga Din in 1939, which is, of course, always turns up on many lists as one of the greatest uh, movies ever made. And when you think about that movie, Gunga Din was very powerful because not only do you have Victor McLagan, who was actually an Oscar winner in 1935 for The Informer, who played well in that movie. Then you had Cary Grant, who was just coming into his own as a major star after starring beautifully in comedies, you know, Topper and The Awful Truth in 1937. And here Grant does this adventure movie and he did great. But Douglas Fairbanks Jr. did very well as well in this movie. And it's about three soldiers uh, who love adventure, love serving in the British Army, and how they got involved with this uh, man named Gunga Din, who was a 
an Indian who wanted to, who dreamed of one day becoming a prominent member of the British Army. But what's powerful is that in this movie, people like Gunga Din were looked down upon in that society. And of course, all four men worked together to suppress uh, an attack by this religious cult that was hell-bent on destroying the British Army. But what was really powerful is how Victor McLagan's character underestimated um, Gunga Din, who was played beautifully by Sam Jaff. But yet in the end, which I'm not going to mention, Gunga Din redeems himself beautifully and gains the respect that he desired by doing something heroic. And so the moral of that movie, the ending, was never underestimate people because those could be the ones that could end up saving you and redeeming you and actually over of surpassing something that you may have done and for the point of self-sacrifice. And Gunga Ding was a very powerful movie. It mixed comedy and drama nicely. And so that's one you definitely have to see if you haven't done so already. But now it's interesting because the reason why I wanted to also discuss about Douglas Fairbanks Jr.'s career was not just so much his Hollywood legacy, but is also what else he did in other aspects of his life. When you look at his biography, he was a very well-rounded individual because right in the 1940s, he his movie career was interrupted because he sacrificed himself for the cause of World War II. He went and he enlisted and he served in the army at that time. And he actually contributed to some of the military successes that the Allies had in World War II in 1943. And not only that, he was actually appointed by President Roosevelt to serve as a special envoy to South America. So, you know, obviously for five years he was involved in all this activity. So this man was obviously someone who had a nice big picture of what life was all about. And he did a lot of great things. And then not only that, if you look at his career, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. was also very well distinguished for as well being his writing as well. Like I have a subscription to Vanity Fair magazine and I didn't realize how many articles Douglas Fairbanks Jr. wrote about different topics pertaining to Hollywood at the time. So if you want to do that, maybe subscribe to Vanity Fair and you have access to the archives from the very beginning of the magazine's history and you can see all the different things that he wrote about. So, you know, here we're talking about a, a distinguished writer, a military man, Hollywood star, and then not only that, he's also very well famous, well, at least, you know, he was in his time, for being one of the most well-dressed men in Hollywood. And it's actually interesting because in Esquire, he was listed as one of the top greatest dressed actors in that time. So if you look at his history there, he actually was interviewed by Esquire and other magazines that dealt with fashion, and they actually interviewed him and solicited his ideas on what was fashionable and how men should dress and so forth. So Holly, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. had a very well-rounded career. He was pretty much scandal-free. You know, he, there was nothing really, you know, aside from his marriage to Joan Crawford, you know, which actually was pretty good. You know, there was nothing really bad happening at that time. And they were very followed by the paparazzi at the time. They were celebrated for their union together. But one thing I'll give Douglas Fairbanks Jr. credit for is that when Joan Crawford had already passed away and Christina Crawford had wrote the book Mommy Dearest, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. defended her reputation, the reputation of Joan Crawford. And he didn't have to do that. I mean, she was dead. You know, they were married, what, 50 years prior to that. He could have just released certain details, but 
he chose not to do that. So, you know, he, you know, defended her honor and that was very classy on his part. So you have to give him credit for that. You know, so Douglas Fairbanks Jr., some of my favorite movies, aside from the ones that I mentioned that here he's featured prominently in, but was some of the comedies that he did in the 1930s. For example, he did uh, The Joy of Living with Irene Dunn, which is one that is one of my favorites. So I highly recommend you see that one, Joy of Living, 1938. And it's about a man who played by Douglas Fairbanks Jr. And he tries to persuade Irene Dunn's character to try to enjoy life a little bit more and not take things so seriously, be a little more carefree. So at that time, you know, knowing that people were going through the trials and tribulations of the Great Depression in the 1930s, that was a nice change of pace movie there. So, you know, Fairbanks excelled really well in comedy. And another one that he did in that same year was with Ginger Rogers having a wonderful time. And in that one, too, it was another comedy. And of course, he was terrific in that one as well. So you definitely have to make time to see those with him, with that as well. The Young in Heart in 1938, another classic comedy, which is very well known. So he had a good career, and I think it's one that he deserves his uh, movie catalog to be explored a little bit further. And also, you can also check out 1940s Angels over Broadway. And this movie is noteworthy because this is one of the first breakout roles for Rita Hayworth, who, as we know, became a Hollywood legend. So we can see here that Douglas Fairbanks acted with some of the biggest names in his day. And so he was a talented uh, actor. He was a military man. He, you know, great uh, debonair gentleman. And he should definitely be remembered, you know, for his career and his impact. And he certainly lived up to his family name, which in itself is respectable. Not too many people can do that, you know, to live up to that pressure and excel in his own path. And he certainly did that. So that was just, I just wanted to discuss a little bit about Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and his career. And I hope you'll be, able, you'll be able to explore some of his movies. And thank you so much for joining me today. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.